0: Hi! Are you sick and tired of paying hundreds of dollars a month for cable or dish? GNRTV is your answer. These guys have an incredible 100% legal product that is a cord cutter's dream. For as low as $25 a month, you will get over 400 HD channels including all major sports packages, pay-per-views, premium movies, and entertainment. To get started, all you need is a streaming device, such as an Amazon Fire Stick, internet, and a desire to save a ton of cash. No contracts, no credit checks, no hidden fees. I myself have been a subscriber, and I must say, this service is amazing. To learn more, search GNR TV on Facebook or Instagram, and I will also be posting a link on my pages to check out on my podcast website. Lastly, Last for first-time time subscribers, time, use promo uh, code SURSTURDY 30, 30 to save $5, $5 for your first month. GNR, GNR TV, TV. Streaming done right.
1: Let's get slicing and dicing with SURSTURDY horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember... I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, just Jason's mask. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another awesome, exciting episode of Horror with Surf 30. Today I have my guest, that Thad, how's it going, man? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing great. And before we even let the people know what movie we're going to review today, I want to ask you a couple questions. First, sure. who or what got you into horror? And then what's the first movie you remember seeing that scared you as a kid? Um, I kind of
2: stumbled into horror myself. You know, um, I was always fascinated to go to the video store um, and and look at all the, the scary covers, you know. I was mm-hmm. kind of terrified of them, but I was intrigued at the same time. And uh, no one in my family, I mean, they like scary movies, but I hadn't really been exposed to them. And a lot of times when my mom would fall asleep, there'd be a scary film on TV. And and that's where I kind of started watching when I wasn't really supposed to. And uh, Halloween was was pretty much the first one I watched, you know, late at night as a young kid in the dark on the couch and watching this mass killer and, uh, still remains my all time favorite. But that, that was the first one that, uh, I saw that yeah. I remember seeing that scared me.
1: Okay. Okay. Halloween. That's another good, another really good slasher film. Yeah. Another good franchise. Every, you know, what's funny about the slasher franchise, especially I'll say the big three, which is Jason, Michael and Freddie is, you have the mm-hmm. movies that seem like they're done so well, and then you have the ones in those same franchise that are just like, eh, they could have really did without this one. But yeah. you'll still watch them. You'll still enjoy them. Every single one of them. It's Halloween Resurrection is probably one of the worst worst ones I that I've agree. seen. But I would still probably watch it. I don't watch it as often as watch the other ones, but I would still watch it. I'll say that one and Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie remake, are my worst. Gotcha. You know, the worst two in my opinion. Friday the 13th, I'll have to say it's Jason X and Jason goes to hell were my like, my least favorites. Just, right. I don't know. I enjoy them. Awesome kills and all that, but I'm just, and I was even throwing Jason takes Manhattan again. Awesome kills, but it was, Yeah. it wasn't what you expected. I, I mean, as far as I know, I seen them when I was a kid, but I'm like, okay, everyone's at camp and now he's in New York, which you re- you realize later on in life that he's really in Canada. But as a kid, yeah. you don't know that you think yeah, he's in the city. Cool. But I mean, and he rode there on a cruise ship.
2: From the lake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. No, I hear you. I think there's just something about seeing those characters on screen again. That's... Like, I mean, every Jason film up until Kane Hodder, you know, there was a different person playing, but nobody mm-hmm. really cared because it was Jason again. And what's exactly. he going to do and how are these people going to get killed, you know? And I think maybe they just ran out of some ideas or, or maybe budgets or, I don't know, the ratings board hatched yeah. those movies to shit back in the day so who knows what the reasons were i agree with you on, on all accounts you know resurrection i, I really don't <laughs> like that movie at all but if i compare it to other movies i'm like well this movie still has michael myers in it and true. i will watch it for michael myers and Very uh true. for the people that he's going to kill
1: and how he's going to off them so I'm, I'm right on board with you on that Oh, that, that's – see, and then so seeing how you brought that up, you can go right to Halloween 3, which did not have Michael Myers in it. <laughs> and, like, I remember watching this movie as a kid. You know, we'd go to the video store, rent movies, candy, food, pizza, you know, all that good stuff, maybe a game or two. We'd always get horror movies, and we wanted to do the Halloween franchise, so we'd get, like, one and two at one time, and three, four. Get to Halloween yeah. 3, like, where the hell is Michael? What is This movie sucks. Yeah. I didn't really start liking that movie until maybe – six or seven years ago, maybe a little bit more, as far as getting into Facebook, getting into these horror groups, and people are just like, listen, when you rewatch this movie, watch it as a standalone film, and you'll get a whole different feel for it. So I did that. Right. I'm like, okay. And I also learned that with the Halloween franchise, they wanted to make a new, a different type of movie every year, a different type of horror movie every year, different right. story or whatever. But I guess Halloween 3 didn't do so hot. So they brought Michael Myers back, which is great, because you have that icon now. But right. it's just... I do like that idea, and I would still love to see somebody come out with not necessarily the Halloween title, but a horror movie that has the same name, so to speak, and comes out and it's like a different story every single year it comes out or every couple of years that it comes out. I think that would be a Mm -hmm. really good idea.
2: I think it was a great idea, and and, you know, they just happened to create an icon in the making, and so also Halloween 3 suffered from when they marketed and showed the trailers and stuff. I mean, you thought it was gonna be another michael myers type of film you know Mm -hmm. and then you watched it and it was like he's on a commercial and you realize oh so halloween was just a movie and what the hell is this and you know that was one of the movies that was on i remember as a child seeing on television cable all the time like they would show the first three halloweens and of course several of the fridays and Mm -hmm. um you know, I wanted Michael Myers, but I always watched Season of the Witch when it came on. And <laughs> and I love it now, just like you. Yep. You know, I kind of, I don't know, for a while there, I'm sure I was like, well, this isn't shouldn't even be in the series and blah, blah, blah. But w- when I got a little older and watched it again, I thought, you know, as a standalone movie, this is pretty cool. And, of course, it's got Tom Atkins in it, who's just,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: he's an icon, too, in his own right. So... I don't know. I love it. That's one of my favorite Halloween's and it really has nothing to do with the rest of the series
1: at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean another you can throw Friday the 13th part 5 in there where there's a just a different guy playing I guess you can say playing Jason but not Jason at the same time with Roy. Yes. But at least they kept the mask. They kept, you know, they kept it kind of close to the story. Right. So it kind of made sense and it was cool. It was a, I actually liked that one a lot. I did a countdown I think last year now. Uh-huh. We did a countdown and uh that was like in the middle of my countdown. A lot of people that's on like, you know, low on their list, but I'm like, that's it's really if you really watch it, it's not that it's not a bad movie at all. Jason's just not in it. They have a copycat right. killer, which cool idea.
2: And I think they're starting to I think that one's starting to get the uh recognition and status that I think it's it's worthy of. Kinda of like Halloween three, yep. more and more people are starting to see it as a standalone piece, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, it, it, it was way better than uh, than Jason Goes to Hell. You know, we didn't see him really much in that one either. Yeah, I still like Jason Goes to Hell, but you know, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, up until you find out that that's not really Jason, felt like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. And the really kills did. were crazy. The the suspense, the music, the you know. The rain, all that type of stuff. It felt like a Friday movie to me, and had some great kills in it. and And if I'm not mistaken, it had the highest body count, or at least when oh, it came good. out, it was in the that, highest body count of the series. So
1: that's interesting. It was a big body count, though. Huge body count in that movie. Yeah,
2: people were getting off left and right. Yeah, which was. Fun. <laughs> I would love to see an uncut version of that. They say that one doesn't exist, but
1: man, I can just imagine. I would love to see an uncut version uncut version of part seven. Because that yeah. they oh, tone man. it down so much. And it's it's still a great movie, but it would have been so much better if they didn't have to if they didn't tone it down at the time. But I guess those times they would have to rate it X instead of R, which seems weird to me because I think a rated X movie. I don't think of a horror movie at all. Right. But <laughs> or Blood. Exactly.
2: <laughs> that always confused me too. I remember them saying that about uh Robocop. They're like, this movie was almost rated X. <laughs> I'm like what are you talking about? But I guess there's an X rating for for violence. Well, I mean, Evil Dead had an NC-17 rating, but I I don't know. (laughs) I think Friday the 13th was just the poster child for everything that was wrong with the youth of America. It seemed like that was the franchise that got picked on the worst, Mm -hmm. and probably because it was making so much damn money. I mean, one of the films we're going to be talking about you know, knocked E.T. out of the number one spot when it hit theaters so i think
1: people were mad (laughs) i think it was a slasher film and it's it's blowing out these family movies i don't know that's a good way to jump right into it so the movie we're about to discuss is friday the 13th part three which is my now second favorite in the series it was my first for a while until last october i got to be on a panel with um now i can't remember their names at all i'm sorry laura park lincoln she played tina the guy who played Weekend... He played in Weekend at Bernie's. Terry Kaiser, I believe. Yes. And the third Dr. name... Dr. Cruz. Dr. Cruz, yes. The third name that I cannot remember. The, he wore the jean jacket. The jean jacket suit. You know, the jacket and the jeans through the whole movie. He was... Uh, he helped Tina out a lot through the whole movie. I Was he see- kind of the um, the boyfriend something like that or the
2: the love interest
1: yeah something like that something like that he was in the cabin next door with his friends partying and all that but he was like he was the only one that was like real nice to her the nicest one to her when nick was uh was his name nick nick was his character right Uh, i don't remember his name i think his real name is kevin something i could be wrong but anyway i got to be on a panel with those three and it Uh was so freaking fun Oh, I bet. Nice. All three of them are nice. All three of them are funny. It was a great time. And like I said, three three, and seven, those were my top two at the time. Seven was my second one. Three, I made it number one mainly because of the mask, the iconic mask comes into play. But after right. sitting on that panel, and I'm just like seven, and Kane Hodder, that's when he's first introduced. And I feel like he was he's my favorite Jason. And it's oh, yeah. just, you know, it's, it, this is one of those lists for me, though. I've said it when I was doing the countdown. I've said it before that. This list can switch anytime, any moment, just, right. just with the top two or three movies. It can just switch. OK, this is my favorite now, you know, but I guess that's how it goes with these movies.
2: It is. And it's all about the experience, too. And I mean, I imagine getting to sit on a panel and learning more about it from the people that were a part of it just kind of opens your mind to a lot of. You know, oh, you know. Here's some insight into how it went and what happened, what they were dealing with, and that's just that's a cool moment, man. Oh, that's that's awesome.
1: I think the only thing that would have made that moment better is if Kane Hodder was there. I don't know. If yeah. I, I don't know if I'd have been able to compose myself real well. But <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just so cool, like, and just hearing like everything everything that they went through, and I mean, you watch the movie, all the stunts, Kane like all, he does all of his own stunts, all the stuff that he threw, put his body through for that movie to make it that great was just. I'm like, that's. That's impressive. Right,
2: it is. I don't, I don't think that one gets enough love because I look at it as one of the best ones as well. It, it was a really cool premise, and, I mean, it had some iconic moments in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it had it, Kane's introduction for one. Um, a lot of people say that that was the best look of Jason. Yes. And then you've got the sleeping bag scene. I mean, yep. <laughs> that movie's chocked full of iconic friday the 13th moments and uh but people i don't know people don't seem to talk about it as much as i think they should
1: i think with it well they they love a lot of people love four and six right and then i feel like with seven because of the they had to tone it down so much with the blood and gore i think mm-hmm. that right there might have turned a lot of they still like the movie but i think that turned fans off if that was as gory as it was supposed to be i feel like that would yeah. be the like the cult favorite or at least second favorite not four or six which those are both great, too. Right. They're all so good.
2: I mean, it's hard to, <laughs> you know, especially 1 through 7. I look at 1 through 7 as just like... Yeah. Like you said, I could easily switch from one to another within the first 7.
1: hmm um,
2: I, I always come back to Part 3, though, and that may be because it was my intro. It was the first time I ever saw Jason. That was the first time I ever saw a Friday the 13th movie, and, and I believe that's what came after... I saw the first Halloween. I, oh, I know okay. I caught Friday the Thirteenth late at night on TV. It was the 2D version, so I hadn't mm-hmm. even gone into the 3D world with it yet. But it just it scared the hell out of me.
1: I can't even. I honestly don't even know which Friday the Thirteenth movie I've seen first. It was. I feel like it was either three or seven. Honestly, three, seven, or five. And I only say that because I remember as a kid, Friday the Thirteenth. That whole weekend, they played these movies back to back to back to back to back. Uh huh. And those are like the main three i know they played more than just those three but those are like the main three they played and that's a big reason why jason's my favorite slasher because i just got so used to seeing it all the time like well this is this is cool
2: right right i agree i mean he's he's the badass of horror i mean no motivation other than to just kill (laughs) (laughs) he's big daunting i mean he's just intimidating and i think that's where you know um, I love Freddie and I love Michael Myers, of course, you know, mm-hmm. but they're all very different characters and, uh, Jason seems to be the most ruthless in my opinion and, oh, yeah. and you knew it was just going to be a bloodbath. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the entire point of the movie.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's so brutal and he does it like, he doesn't do it to torture. Like he just wants to kill you and get it over and get to the next person. Freddie, right. Freddie likes to play the whole cat and mouse game. Michael just has one objective: just pretty much killed. Well, it, yeah. it depends on which story you go with. Laurie Strode is his target, pretty much. Right. He kills everybody that gets in the way, but Laurie Strode's like his target. Jason, right. his target is whoever goes to that camp, and Freddy, yep. pretty much Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he again, he toys with them all the time, which is hilarious. It is
2: great dynamic.
1: And then we got to put them together, like on your T-shirt there. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah
1: got this for, I think, Walmart.
2: Really? Same. Yeah. Horror is spreading again. I love it.
1: Yeah. um, I had it for like a year or two now, but around Halloween, Walmart gets a lot of good horror shirts like these, and they're only like 8 bucks if you go to the store and buy them. If you try to buy them online, they're like $25. I mean, what? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not paying that much if I can get it from your same store for $8. No kidding.
2: You know, I remember a time when Walmart wouldn't even carry these films because mm. they weren't family approved you know like walmart wouldn't carry certain music they wouldn't carry friday the 13th films you know that type of stuff and it's it's funny now to walk in and it's like a trend they've got the dolls they've got the toys they've got the shirts i
1: mean it's crazy money talks though (laughs) money talks it's like hang on a second we can make a whole bunch more money off these people if we just sell these things cool
2: yeah absolutely (laughs) they've realized the horror community will will buy anything they see that they like that resembles their yes, favorite Yes, we character. will.
1: And doubles and triples of certain things just because it's a different case or something, which it's ridiculous, but we do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, there's a there's an extra 5-minute documentary on here. It's 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 5 minutes longer than the one I already have. I have got to yep. buy
1: this $25 Blu-ray. And this case is different than this case, so I got to buy them both. Right? Nothing's different about the movie. <laughs> The funny this thing, one like, has a steel box. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I love collecting movies and stuff, but I really don't look at my cases that much when I buy them. I have them put away somewhere, to, move, right. to watch the movie. I mean, a lot of the movies on streaming apps now, anyway. So I can right. just stream them, but I still love to own the hard copy of the movie. I just don't know why we have so many of the same one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, they keep
2: upgrading on us. It's like, true. Oh, okay, we got DVD. And then Blu-ray came out. Oh, and the picture's higher. And now 4K is out. And they're releasing a lot of these old classic horror movies that they're releasing on 4K are like 15 bucks. So they're as much as the Blu-ray anyway. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, I want to watch this on 4K. I just got the TV. I should go ahead and (laughs) and buy the disc, too. Yep. That's that's, my wife crazy. She's so supportive. But (laughs) she said, don't you have
1: this movie? I'm like, yeah, I do. I do. But But it's going
2: to look a little bit better in this one.
1: Yeah, my wife, she loves She's a big horror fan. She freaking loves it. But That's as awesome. far as like the 4K, the HD, she doesn't really see a difference or hear a difference. I'm like, there, look, you, there's a difference. There's a difference yeah. in the quality of these. This is why I buy, I mean, I don't have 4K right now, but this is why I buy Blu-ray. When I buy movies, I try not to buy DVDs at all unless it's my only yep. option. And she's like, I don't right. see a it difference. Like, okay, it's, it's fine. I still love her.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, we started out watching these on vhs you know a lot of these films i realized once once we got to blu-ray there's a whole bunch of shit that i didn't see like in the background and stuff because it was so dark that i couldn't see a lot of what was going on and now it's like holy crap yeah we studied these movies so (laughs) we can see the difference
1: i will say the one thing i do miss about the vhs I know you're talking about the clarity with the Blu-ray. I miss the kind of grainy look with the VHS because sometimes you feel like it's... It makes it kind of a little scarier in a sense just because it's so dark it. and gritty. But I also love the crystal clear look of a Blu-ray of a Blu-ray movie. I'm like, oh. Absolutely. Just well, that's like why we like, have to have all formats.
2: It, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. You know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one I always think about that looks best on a VHS because it was just such a gritty, dirty, mm-hmm. uneasy movie to begin with. And then, yeah... Polished up, it still looks great, but it is a it, it is a different feel. I get you yep. on that.
1: That's another movie right there that um I believe was supposed to be rated X. That's why there's not a lot of blood and, they, and there's like not many on screen kills, if any, in the original. I think it's I think that movie's actually PG thirteen, believe it or not.
2: Wow. Yeah, and T- Toby Hooper wanted it to be a, a PG rated film. <laughs> Which is I don't <laughs> know like, how you get what? away with that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the name alone. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, it could take that, your kids to see that.
1: Nowadays yeah. you would, but back yeah. then I don't know. Oh no! Just just imagine that though. Go, hey, let's go see Texas Chainsaw. Imagine our kids. It's, yeah. it's a kids movie. It's PG.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll go watch that on Christmas after Sunday dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to go do that, but
1: you know, I'm on board.
2: Big. Yeah, my kids would be too, probably. But that's good.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess we can dive into this movie now. So, all right. What all right. did you feel about this movie? Like what? What makes you – what draws you to this movie so much, Friday the 13th Part 3? Well, again, it was my intro
2: um, to the series and the character of Jason. Um, but beyond that, I, I I feel it's just kind of the most straightforward slasher film of the series. I mean, it it really seemed like these people just showed up for a good weekend and he was there. and And immediately, that's – I mean, there was really no – Big connection back to part one or part two. Um, I know they tried to tie in a connection with uh, Dana Kimmel's character, you know, Chris, and Mm -hmm. having crossed paths with Jason prior to this film, but it really just seemed like that's all that was going on. They were just being stalked, and I thought it was scary because there wasn't a lot of explanation um, as to who he was or what was going on. Um, I don't think Jason was synonymous yet, you know, because mm. the events in this movie were supposed to... You know, this movie is supposed to begin the day after part two, and um, I don't know. He put on that hockey mask, and, and what really scared me in this film was the end scene where she looks up out of the boat and sees him peering through the window at her, yes. and the mask is off, and he comes running out, and that just... I mean, when I was a kid, that scared the hell out of me, and its it's still a pretty creepy and effective scene i think oh you know? yeah yeah he didn't quite look like a monster yet but he he just looked he was terrifying yeah. and he was running and i <laughs> just i don't know so it's just one i always kept coming back to you know uh it was on a lot when i was a kid so like you said earlier uh, i saw it a lot it just became kind of a matter of routine and it's definitely one of the ones that that i revisit the most
1: i like that i like that answer you know what I just thought? You just brought it up, how it's supposed to follow the events of Part 2, and it's yeah. the day after. I, I, sorry, it's supposed to be the day after, right? Or is it? I'm... It's
2: supposed to start the day after. Now, they say, oh, this happ- all this happens the next day, but technically, if you watch the film, um, it's actually, most events happen on, like, Sunday the 15th.
1: That's what I'm because- saying. Because...
2: Yeah, because there's the beginning of the film that happens the day after, you know, because they're watching the newscast. Mm-hmm. Oh, this happened, you know, and then um, then the, the kids come and then they're there for a night. And so a lot of the mayhem apparently occurs on Sunday the 15th. But same weekend, you know, Yeah. <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
1: Yeah. I, I, like, I think about that with these movies because they have, was it the first three or four? Well, you can't say one, but between two and four, I believe they always have the flashbacks of the, of the movie previous. I'm like, okay, so is this happening the day after? And then you guys are just going right back. You guys are just going right back to the, where yeah. all this stuff happened. Yeah. It's crazy. But, um, for me, what drew, what really drew me to this besides the iconic mask is it's just, it's so brutal. And like you're saying, you don't really know too much about Jason. He's stalking them a lot. Uh huh. And he's just, he He really doesn't care at all. he just wants to kill. You don't know why he wants to kill. He just wants to kill these people that keep coming to this damn camp and <laughs> <laughs> I love how like when the biker scene I love how when they came, yeah, they did their little thing, and they had they had like a little story for them like they weren't just at the one because they could have ended that story with the bikers at the store when Shelby right. knocks the bikes over, the guy punches the window. That could have been it, but they had them come to the camp siphon the gas which you see later in the movie, actually makes has a huge effect. I love how, yeah. they, I love how they they kept that in the movie, how they pay attention, because there's some movies where something crazy will happen, and all of a sudden, the per- like, say, somebody will siphon somebody's gas or pop a tire, and then all of a sudden that person gets in that same car later on, and there's nothing wrong with it, they just drive off. But Yeah, this, exactly. They, they make you think, like, okay, she's going to get away, and then the van runs out of gas. I'm like, oh, exactly. that's, I just, and I love know- how they, the attention to detail with that.
2: Exactly, and you know, a lot of times people fault these movies, Um, I've heard it on this one often, you know, there's there's some continuity issues here, but then there's a lot of these little pieces that people aren't picking up on, like the gas, Mm -hmm. Uh, when they first get to the actual cabin, Steve Miner showed a shot of the the bridge that they drive across, and you see how loose those boards are, and how kind of unstable that bridge is, and so when the van gets stuck on there, because it runs out of gas, the next... Uh, next thing that happens is it, one board. of the tires falls through yep. the board, you know? And again, that was more like, oh, you know, an hour ago, he showed us how rickety this little bridge was, and it was just a quick little shot. Now it's all making sense, you know?
1: Exactly. And when they when they drove over with the car, you kind of heard it rattling, both when they came yeah. back and forth from the store. That exactly. Like, just, just small things like that help a movie so much. You don't really notice it. I guess you don't really pay attention to it as much as a kid. As a kid, I was right. watching it for the kills and the boobs. As right. an adult, watching for the kills, the boobs, and the detail. <laughs> exactly. Which this one didn't have any, you know, but it, it did it have didn't. a
2: lot of great kills. <laughs> oh, it had, it had some really good I kills. I did wonder, watching, watching it again recently, though, um, when they come and they siphon that gas, man, they've got, like, how many giant canisters of gasoline are they carrying like how much gas
1: can that van hold because like, i know
2: you know, he can't open the barn he's got these like huge the, gas yeah yeah
1: like three of them i believe i'm just like what yeah, the hell they've all got them
2: that, that that made me laugh but yeah the rest of it i mean again i think jason he wasn't really an icon yet it was you know he, mm-hmm. he got the the mask, and they don't even refer to him as Jason in this movie, like, except in the beginning when they're showing clips from part part, two. like The kids at the camp didn't know who the hell he was. They didn't really know the story of Jason. You know, most of the ones after this go into the story of Jason did this, and he, the legend behind this, but in part three, it's just these kids that show up and have no idea that there's anything wrong, other than Chris's little backstory, I guess, but That's true. I, I thought that was pretty interesting, and you know, they wanted to take it in a def- different direction. At first, they wanted to Amy Steele to come back from Part Two and be in a mental hospital, and Jason track her down and come after her. Then, which feels kind of more like a Michael Myers type of thing to me, rather than just a yeah. Jason. You're, you're, you've stumbled into Jason's turf, and now you're going to pay for it. I don't know if him pursuing somebody would have actually. I don't know how that would have worked out. Although I love Amy Steele.
1: He he only did it in Part Two, if you think about it. When um. In the beginning, because yeah. the lady that killed his mother, he went back and killed her. Yeah, I'm wondering. See, I think about that now that you brought that up. I wonder how far away from the camp she lived, because Jason doesn't just travel. And right. How, he doesn't. I. He was just walking along, and he found out where she lived. I don't know how he. I don't know where he got this information from, or who gave him the information. And he went. and yeah. He ended up. You know, he ends up killing her, which was a cool kill. And all Very of that. Much so. But I do like I like I do love how for the most part they keep Jason at the camp and he's just like look whoever's at this camp is who I'm hunting that's it I don't leave this campground I don't I don't care about anything else just don't come here where I drown yeah leave this place alone.
2: Do you think that part you know back in the beginning of part two where he where he goes in and uh, kills her at the beginning do you think that is what started the trend of main characters? from one movie getting killed off immediately in the following movie, because it seemed like for a while there, oh, wow. every horror movie franchise that came out, if you survived this one, you were getting killed off in the, in next, the next one.
1: That, that might've done it. And I'm not mad at it. At yeah. All. I like, I like, see what I, I would, one thing I do like about the Friday the 13th franchise, what they did with the first few movies too, with what you're just saying, how they kill off that character, but how they have the flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't watched the movie in a while, you kind of get a refresher a quick refresher right. and then it goes into the movie. I I wish that more horror franchises would have done that. And I wish they would start doing it now and kind of stick with it just so you can kind yeah. of get a little refresher of the last movie you watched. And then you're like, okay, cool. Good. This is, this, this is how that one ended. Now this is how this one's going to start. Cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think, Friday the 13th really started a lot of trends. I know they say, "Oh, well, it was just a rip-off of Halloween and Halloween was just a rip-off of Black Christmas and you know, mm-hmm. but I, I think all of these films really, you know, took an idea and became their own." I mean, that's why they're yeah. all so individually iconic. Exactly. You know? So I I hate when people are, are hating on one over the other because I'm like, these are just all great. They're all
1: fun to watch and don't hate on them, because we want more to be made. Yes. And I wish they would that Legal crap in court. I wish they would get that settled. I understand it though. I feel like right. whoever needs to be paid needs to be paid. I can't be mad at that because I, I gotta put myself in that situation. If I'm in that situation, I'm like, look, man, I need to be paid too. Let's just figure right. this out. But it sucks. In you spans. know, there's money to be had. Oh
2: yeah, a lot <laughs> of money. You pay, just go release another Friday the 13th movie. You're gonna get that money back, like quick. <laughs> you. Are from from
1: DVD sales, from (laughs) conventions, from toys. I mean, you a theater, a theatrical release. Yeah, all of us, all of us horror fans. If they said right now, okay, the legal battle's over with. They plan on making thirteen more movies. We're gonna go watch all those damn movies. (laughs) We are. We're gonna be there, dressed up,
2: and we're gonna. A lot of us will go back and see them several times. Yes, and then we'll buy the Blu-ray and the four K and the Arrow version. And the scream team, you know, I mean, like we will just go down the list and buy every version of it. And um, not only so. not
1: only would we do that, but we would start with the the. So I'm just using Friday the 13th as an example. The original Friday the 13th. We'll start from that one. Watch that whole series up to Friday vs. Jason, <laughs> yeah. the 2009 version, and then watch the whole new thing. <laughs> <the other>. Yep. <laughs> like within we two will. weeks. So they gotta, you yeah. know, they gotta make that happen for us. They do. And mm-hmm. I wish they would. I wish they would let have let Kane Hodder play jason and freddie versus jason because that they did him dirty no right. and no disrespect to the gentleman who did play jason i felt like he did a good job but right everybody wanted to see kane hotter versus robert that just blows me away and i
2: watched kane Hodder's uh documentary video recently where he was talking about that and how he felt just really really hurt by it because mm-hmm. i mean you got robert england okay so you you've got the original iconic Freddy. And mm-hmm. why not have the Jason that everybody knows and loves exactly. and was still very physically capable of doing? I mean, he, he was great. He was part 10. I mean, Jason mm-hmm. X in space was, was kind of silly <laughs> in was. parts, but it's fun because Kane Hodder's killing people. And, I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why they feel like they need to go a different route. I hate when, when people get involved with these films who have, you know, you see on the documentary, well, I'd never watched any of these films in the series and I've never, you know, and I'm like, why not get somebody that's a fan? I think that's why the last Halloween was very successful and overall well-received by fans Mm because it was actually made by people who are fans of the series and, and, and know the characters and know the stories. And I think sometimes they're just like, well... I want my movie to be something new and different. And I can respect that for the artists out there, but come on. I mean, you got an iconic person you can put yes. in there.
1: I've, I see. Now I look at it like if you want to make that big of a change to a movie, just make your own movie, make your own right. new villain or whatever, you know, and go from there or do, which right. there's nothing wrong with doing this. Especially cause you see it a lot. Nowadays, the fan made films. I freaking love those. Never hike alone was freaking yeah. amazing. And I love. Did you see *Never Hike Alone*? I did not. Oh, I don't. Want I need to that watch
2: you. those. You know, I just started kind of catching wind in in, in our horror group about so many of these different uh, Friday the Thirteenth fan films that are coming out, and that's the one that pops up the most. It's, I need to see about getting my hands on that.
1: It's a, it's actually on. Um, they when they released it at first, it's on YouTube for free. Like they put it out there on YouTube for free to watch. Oh, okay. And then. There's a Never Hike Alone group. I can't think of the exact Facebook group, but there's a way you can buy. Like, you can get the blu ray still. You have to send them an email, I believe. They have, like, a long list.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, yeah, they're still selling Blu-rays for it. And I'm I'm sure they're going to start, like, a Kickstarter, Indiegogo, because they want to do Never Hike Alone 2. And I'm sure they'll have Never Hike Alone 2 and probably Never Hike Alone 1 merch in there for you. So uh, okay. it's definitely yeah. something cool to check out. But that movie was done. I'm not even going to spoil it for you because you didn't see it but it was it was the cinematography was great the movie was great the guy who played Jason did great and it's just it's a really fun movie
2: that's awesome
1: see fans are going to make the films anyway so oh yeah and they may
2: may as well get on board and <laughs> give us some more Jason
1: i i would love to see these these fan made films like Never Heck alone for example i would love to see the, uh-huh. the guys who made that be able to be on a big production to do a Friday the 13th franchise you know Even if they couldn't do a whole franchise, just one film, because they're true fans of the movie, they really love the series, why not let somebody like them do it and just give them the budget they need? That's exactly right. I don't know why they, you know, studios,
2: I guess they want to have all the control and say so, but I don't know why they don't listen to the audience that's going to be paying for this i mean you know because you see what happens with the nightmare on elm street remake you know you can make the fans happy or you can piss them off and it's going to affect it's going to affect you negatively like just because you're putting a character on there doesn't necessarily mean the entire audience is going to be on board with it you know if you involve the people that know and love this type of stuff as you mentioned who have skill they're making films they just don't have a budget yeah I think I think you're right. I think that would be an amazing thing to see.
1: But, yeah, def- so definitely, that's my homework for you. Check out Never Hike Alone. You're going to enjoy <laughs> it. You're definitely going to enjoy it. And like I said, it's right on YouTube, free, and it's not anything that somebody put on there. They did it themselves. They put it on there. Excellent okay. movie. I actually had – um, his name is Vincent DeSante. I had him on. He played Jason in the movie. I'm going to have – I forgot his last name. Andrew something. I'm going to have him on eventually. He played – like the main character in the movie, so it was it was fun though. Nice.
2: yeah. I'm a, I'm definitely gonna check that out.
1: And with part three again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite kill? You know, ooh,
2: that's so tough. But I, you know, I really like the scene where uh, Andy gets split. You know, he's yeah. doing that handstand and he's walking through because you know he's gonna stumble upon Jason,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: you just you're not sure when or how and it was such a creative kill i thought because they show him walking on his hands beforehand you know so it's like a thing he does and that shot when they show jason stand above him and then they film from like the bottom of the floor up Mm -hmm. and even though they had to cut that scene from what it originally was apparently it was horrific you know you just i don't know even as a child, I felt that one. I mean, that was oh, just, yeah. yeah. And then it, yeah, they weren't done with him. You know, they, he stuffed him up in the rafters, and you saw him again later dripping all over his girlfriend. So, I mean, I, I think that was my favorite kill of that film. How I'm, about yours?
1: I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I'm going to have to say that one and then, you know, how he stuffed him. You got the blood dripping on the girlfriend and then stabbing the girlfriend under the hammock because it's like paying yeah. homage to part one. Yep, with. Absolutely. Kevin, well, it was Kevin Bacon getting killed that time, but, I mean, you had the blood dripping on him. He was wondering what it was. He lays back to smoke a cigarette, and then, boom, dead. Boom. So those yeah. th- it's like that's like my 1A and 1B for those gotcha. two. That was – it just worked so well together.
2: They did. And you can pan across it, and you see his legs stand. I mean, it's, I don't know. The whole build up to it was just great. You know, he makes his way all the way into the shower. You think he's going to get it before then, and then he's mm-hmm. fine. And <laughs> then he comes back out, and Bam. I just, you know, I don't think those films get a lot of credit for that, or at least when they came out, you know, it seemed like everybody was talking, oh, this is just, you know, pornographic material being put on screen and, you know, no talent whatsoever involved. And it was like, man, there's some really amazing people working on these films and creative people who went on. I mean, Steve Miner, holy shit. I mean, that guy's done a lot of great films and yeah, that's where he got his
1: starts, where he cut his teeth. The special effects alone for these films are just incredible, especially way back then because they didn't have, I'm not even talking CGI, but they just didn't have the technology and all the stuff we have now to do special effects back then in the 80s. Like, they had to really do some stuff. And everybody everybody loves the 80s for the special effects, the practical effects. Everybody loves it if you're a horror fan. And it's just, it's still my favorite era. It's probably my favorite era of horror, and it's just, Mm-hmm. to me it's just done so well and the right. budgets back then weren't as probably not even half as big as they are now <laughs> the budgets then yeah. were just you know I don't know what they were but they weren't huge like they are now and they still got to pull all that stuff off
2: yeah I mean the practical effects and I and I'm and that's another thing I love about independent films especially right now mainly independent horror films is, is so many of them are returning back to those days of practical effects you mm-hmm. know um you have a lower budget, you know, CGI, especially on a low budget, looks bad. Even on a high budget, if it's used too much, to me, it just, it yep. just feels fake. When you get some special effects in there's some practical effects in there, even if they're not, you know, it's, it's hard to live up to Tom Savini and, and oh, you yeah. know, Legends of the 80s such as that. But, I mean, people are, are, are getting there these days, and it's just so cool to see that happening again because I think that is, I think you're right, that was one of the best things about these movies. It made it feel real. It looked, you know, it was shot quick enough to where you couldn't see it was a dummy sometimes, and it just it just looked amazing.
1: It did. It looked great. Yeah. And just, even the blood looked good. That's one thing I really loved about it then, the practical, with the practical effects, is the blood. Because CGI blood is just, it's not the same.
2: Yeah. You could tell not. it's
1: CGI blood. I'm just like, come on, just. <laughs> it's like a cartoon. Character. Yeah. Yeah. Just just Bring gallons of blood. Let it go. Yeah. Spend a couple of dollars, get those gallons of blood, throw that CGI away. I understand it's needed for some parts in movies nowadays, which it works good in some movies. It's just like you said, if it's overused, it's, it sucks.
2: Right. And really, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of the, the MPAA, banned a lot of the scenes in these movies or made them cut down these scenes. A lot of it was due to how much blood was shown because the blood looked so real that a lot of times they would say, you know, too much blood here, too much blood flow, or, uh, even expression on the character's face looked too realistic, you know? Aww. So it's like, okay, <laughs> they did too, too great of an acting job there. I'm going to need you to cut that scene, you know? Um, but a lot of times it did, it had to do with the, the actual blood. And that's why in some films you'll see movies that change the blood to a different color or, or switch to black and white. You know, I think Mm -hmm. Tarantino did that and killed Bill to avoid, he still wanted that bloodshed, but you know, to avoid like an X rating or type of thing. I think that's probably why the middle of that violent sequence with the, with the fighting turned black and white all of a sudden, which is, was genius. But, um, there's a, apparently with back to part three, a, Unedited version out there on VHS only. It's a Dutch version, Mm. and of course, it's pretty hard to track down and get your hands on. But apparently, that is in existence and has uh, all the scenes from Part Three completely uncut, which would be amazing.
1: (laughs) Yes, that was amazing. Isn't the word that would be like a dream come true to get your hands on that? But if you were to find it, you're probably gonna have to sell your house for it, and you'll end up divorced, living outside because your wife's gonna leave. Yeah, exactly. All <laughs> for that movie. We just need to make friends with somebody who has it. <laughs> there you go. That would probably be the better route. Instead of, hey, uh, honey, I sold the house and the car and everything. Why? To get this? <laughs> yeah, this <just> VHS. <laughs> but it's worth it. Don't worry.
2: Yeah. You get to see Andy, Vera, Edna, and Chili all die the way they were supposed to.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I asked you your favorite kill. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a kill. Uh,
2: I think that my favorite scene is the, is the one I talked about earlier, where um, Chris goes out in the boat, and falls asleep, and okay. she wakes up. It's a calm, peaceful morning. You know, looks like everything's okay. And she looks up in that window, and just that look he he looks at her through the window, and then he like grabs the window like he's trying to open it, mm-hmm. and then comes running out the porch. And he turns his head and looks at her, and just try. I mean, I think everything about that moment, um I think that was the scariest part in the film and probably my favorite.
1: Okay. I mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which it wasn't as action-packed as that or as breathtaking as that, I'll say, is when Shelly finally grew a pair, <laughs> the store scene. Cause through the whole yeah. movie he's like putting himself down, he's a jokester, he's a prankster, everybody's always yelling at him. Yeah. But you know, he actually at first he actually he knocks the bikes over on a mistake. You know, he's scared. But then when he drives up, the guy, you know, stops in front of him, smiles. So Shelly smiles. Then he punches the window, and Shelly's like, all right. He crossed the line. (laughs) He crossed the line. Turns the car around. I think Shelly was a good
0: character, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, I do,
2: too. On the Crystal Lake documentary, he said that, you know, people either say they really like Shelly, but there's a lot of people that think I was the worst character in the franchise. And I'm thinking, this guy's basically one of us, man. He's a a horror nerd. He's, you know, Mm -hmm. just... It was hard not to feel for Shelley in this situation, you know, everybody feels awkward at some point in their life and yeah. and looking for attention and I mean, I thought he was a a good character to have in there, especially with the the fake deaths that he oh, would do, yeah. you know, and then yep. kind of made his death a little bit more of, is he really dead or is he not really dead at least for the characters, so mm-hmm. I thought he was great to have in the movie.
1: I do too, honestly. Like he was he was really good for the movie and then without him there's no Jason Mask, so that's a very right. important he was a very important character maybe one of the most important characters in the whole <laughs> franchise because of that Absolutely And I mean what an idea Yeah like you said he's he's obviously a horror fan he likes doing the pranks and the, the scary jokes and all that which is cool and mm-hmm. hey it worked do you know that they found,
2: uh, Larry Zerner, who, who played Shelly, they found him on a corner passing out flyers to like a horror movie or something that he was helping promote. I don't know if really? it was like a job or if it was just, you know, he liked the movie. I don't, I don't know, but the, the filmmakers saw him and approached him and thought, you know, he, he would, he would make a good Shelley. And That's I awesome. agree. I thought he, I thought he did a great job I thought oh, that yeah. was perfect for that part. You
1: know, I agree. I actually agree with you on that. That's, I didn't know that. That's, that's awesome right there like can you yeah. can you imagine just being at a convention or something or whatever doing something to help right. promote horror and they're like hey you'd be perfect for this role in the movie you're gonna die but okay that's fine i think that would be every one of our dreams right there you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah. do you want to do guess, you want to look over the script to see if you want to do the no 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 you said horror that's fine
2: <laughs> yep that's all that's all i need to know i'll be there <laughs> how are you gonna kill me <laughs> yeah absolutely
1: but his, his death, you don't it's an off-screen kill, obviously, but th- throw but I like how again how you were saying that is he joking? Is right he, is he really dead? And then he his body thumps and hits the floor and just like, okay, he's yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's done.
2: And even us knowing that, okay, now we've seen Jason, we know he's out there, he's been killing people, but we still had that that moment where we're like, Did you really get him mm-hmm. or is he dead? And I remember seeing the T V version when I was a kid. And they had cut out that part where they showed Shelley with his neck cut. Yep. And I don't know if that version still exists, but the last time you saw Shelly in the film was when he was putting the poker in the fireplace and he turns around. It looks like somebody's behind him. And so for the longest time, I didn't know what happened to Shelley until I finally saw it on HBO or rented it or something mm-hmm. like that and saw the scene where he actually had his neck split. And I am like, oh, OK,
1: that's what happened to Shelley. That was the one downfall as a kid because I would still watch these movies over and over and over when they come on the USA Network. But yep, they cut all the good stuff out. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. The whole point of me watching these movies, watch, you know, boobs and blood and you're taking both out problems. both of them. You took them all out, and then they would cut integral
2: pieces of the movie that,
1: like, you know, it's yep. just, okay, we didn't know this character died at all because you cut that scene out. <laughs> you know, what know other characters I like in the Friday the 13th franchise is the crazy guys, like the guy, I don't know his name from this one, from part three, that's laying down. They almost yes. run him over, and he has an eyeball in his hand, him and Crazy Ralph. Crazy Ralph. It? Yeah, Crazy Ralph. And he... I think
2: Crazy Ralph was a favorite, and I think they, they, they continue that on with this one, and mm-hmm. you know, and he provides, I'm not sure, I guess it's not the first 3D gag, but it, it's one of the earlier 3D gags where he holds that eyeball out, and I remember seeing this in 3D once, and having that eyeball come out at the screen at you, which is pretty cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and There's a lot of eyeballs in part three. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I don't remember her name, she gets her eyes shot out by Jason when she thinks it's Shelly. Yep. And she's yep. she's calling and saying, yeah, you know, I dropped your wallet on accident. I'm sorry. And he's just standing there, and she's like, wait a minute, who are you? And right there, you would yeah. think, you know, I need to run or something. And she's just Go. standing there, like, trying to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then,
2: exactly. And Rick gets his eyeball popped out yes. near the end. And, I mean, another 3D gag, which they've actually said is kind of some, some more little foreshadowing earlier when that guy holds the uh, – the eyeball out and says, you know, I'm supposed to warn you with this. And then oh. Rick ends up getting his eyeball popped out later. So I like that. Kind of interesting. Yeah.
1: I like that a lot, actually. I didn't even know that. And one thing that Jason did in this movie that I, I love when he does this, throwing people through windows. I can never yes. get enough of that. Either <laughs> that in a window or a window. That was such a great scene
2: in this one. Great mm-hmm.
1: shot. It was.
2: Yeah. Him coming after Chris. I mean, yeah, that was awesome.
1: And I laugh every single time that (laughs) happens. Every single time that happens, I'm laughing. I think this started as a kid, too. I'm like, oh, wow. Maybe I jumped the very first time I seen it, but after that, I just laughed. Like, oh. Yeah. He means business.
2: That was another one I remember being cut on, on the cable version was you didn't see Rick get his eye popped out. You only saw Jason throw him through the window, and he has, like, this cut on his neck. So I just assumed, oh, I guess he got stabbed in the neck or something or or maybe he's still alive if he just got thrown through the window you know you didn't see his head get crushed and that eyeball go flying towards the screen so so true
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it's still that just shows you though like with the horror with this movie like even though all those scenes were cut out you're still like you were still wanting to see the movie even say you, you never got a chance to rent the movie as a kid you're still anytime it comes oh jason's on i'm gonna watch this yeah. And then when exactly. you finally get to see the movie with everything you're just like wow, almost speechless like oh my goodness. This is it's like this. nothing I'd ever seen before. Yeah. <laughs> and then Yeah, like... I think part 4 may have been the first like
2: non-cable version I ever saw and mm-hmm. that one was so gory and cra- I mean that just it was awesome. But yeah. I think that may have been the first one I saw without cuz I I remember watching it like on my aunt had HBO and Cinemax, she had all those channels. And okay. So I went over there, you know, and there was a Friday it. on. But, yeah, yeah, so good times for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I honestly can't even remember which one I've seen first as far as, like, the real version of it it's been uh-huh. so long. But I do remember when the DVDs first came out, when it had the first, was it one through – actually, it was one through Jason Goes to Hell, so one through nine. Mm-hmm. When that first came out, the box set, my brother and I went to – what was it, FYE? Bought that box set. Uh, I think it was like 80 bucks. I had a $100 bill on me. It was like, boom. Got We watched that thing the whole week. That's all we did was watch those movies. Back to back. Yeah. I know. Just start them over. And I believe what we would do, like, we got them on that Friday. It was a Friday we got them. And we just started that Friday night, fell asleep. So whatever one you'd fall asleep on, you'd start that one over. But the next night, Saturday night, and finish them because It was like the summer. Finish them like Sunday night or whatever. But it was just... If anything yeah. was being watched, it was there. Between that and video games and stuff. But it was just like, right. wow. It's pretty incredible. It's it pretty
2: really incredible. is. And, I was... and it's hard anymore to find movies that really have that impact on you. I mean, I know that we're older now and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, it just seems like there was something about these particular films that, you know, scared us enough but kept us intrigued at the same time and, and just kind of live on forever. I think that's why they're still so popular. Yeah. I mean... The biggest fan base, you know, has got to be in the horror, and Friday the 13th is definitely a staple of
1: that. Oh, definitely. And I feel, as far as the movies from back then, not only, not just because of practical effects, I feel like it just sticks with us because you watched it as a kid, you have good memories of watching it with friends or family or whoever, right. and, like, every time you watch it, you kind of think of that, like, oh, I remember watching this with so-and-so, and we just, this is what we did, we watched this, this whole weekend as kids, Yeah, and I... I even kind of, as much as I can, I stick to that tradition now as far as when Friday the 13th comes, yep, I'll either stream it or pull my Blu-rays out or my DVDs or whatever, and I'll watch it again. My wife will sit down and watch it with me. Same thing with, like, Halloween. Mm-hmm. And any horror movie that has, any horror movie franchise, I'll say, you know, that has four or more movies or whatever. Right. We'll start with the first one and then just try to go through those. It could take us a week, whatever it takes. We'll just go through those and watch them, you know, hey, what do you want to do next? Okay, Let's watch yeah. this series now. And we do
2: that, you know, on Friday the 13th, you know, and my wife, too. She's so used to, like, you know, which, which Friday are we watching today, you know, and, and we'll watch as many as we can on Friday the 13th. But mm-hmm. during October, I started doing this thing a while back on my uh, Facebook page where it was, like, 30, 31 days of Hall- of October, you know, of Halloween. And I would put up a scene from a movie that I watched that night. Like, I made this, like, I'm going to watch one horror film every night mm-hmm. throughout October, you know, and then I'll post a kind of a random scene up there and see how many of my friends can guess which movie it is, or share their oh, experience of seeing that type of movie. That's and awesome. so, we we do that same thing, man. We 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 try to watch as many as we can, and Halloween's just a, you yeah, know, October's just a fun time. But we always end it on Halloween with Halloween,
1: of course, because oh, it makes sense, the staple. Makes sense. Yeah. And that's oh, see we try to do that as far as watching them every. But then there's nights when you get home from work and just too tired or this, that yep. or third. It's tough, but I'm gonna try again this year. <laughs> I cheat
2: sometimes. I, I will. I will watch like two on another day, you because hey, I couldn't get to one tonight, that you know. But there's it just yeah. But it's fun. It's a, it's a good way to unwind and it's it's a fun way to engage. Yeah, it is for other horror fans and yeah, I'm connected with so many great people in the horror community recently because of these horror groups and then the cult classic show. And now your show, I mean, it's just, the network is, is, is awesome, you know, and you get to talk these movies with people on a daily basis.
1: And... It really is. And it's such a friendly freaking community. Like if you're outside of the horror community, you wouldn't think of it as like, Hey, these people watch these crazy movies and they're so friendly, but it's, everybody's so nice. Hey, you should check this movie. Hey, you should, Hey, I just see this movie. You should check it out. Exactly. And another funny thing with this genre is, I've I know for myself, I I'll say, someone can say I just seen one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen in my life. And I'm gonna say that can't be true. Let me check right. it out, and I'm like, oh damn it! Why did I watch this movie? <laughs> or you or you really love it, and then you have, I always throw this movie out there because I I love it so much, and it's I don't know why. Thanks, Killing. Soon as I heard that, about that a movie that, with it. with a killer turkey, I was like, I got I got it. Killer I turkey? have to see this. And I seen it, and I loved it, and it's just, <laughs> it's hilarious.
2: Well, that's the thing, you know. I mean, like some people are like, "Oh, well, this sounds ridiculous," but to a horror fan, we're like, "Oh, I gotta see a killer turkey." You yeah. Know? I, I've I've got to see a snowman kill
1: people. I, exactly. I mean, I <laughs>
2: it's just I just have
1: to. Exactly. And like so there is, I don't fault people like me. When I started out with horror, my main thing was slashers. That's all I can really get my hands on. That's the most popular stuff. Now I'm starting to branch out more. But I don't fault those who just like the theater releases or the big name movies. That's you're a fan's a fan. That's cool and all. But I'm just like, you do. I will say you do have to try to branch out just a little bit to see some of these lower budget movies, these B movies. Cause Mm -hmm. not all the time, but there's a lot of times these B movies are way better than these box office hits. Just a better story. It might not look as good, but it's just a better story. Everything makes more sense in a sense, even though horror movies don't make any sense, don't make any sense, but it's just like, yeah, you know what? Try this movie out. Well,
2: and those are typically made by, by fans of the genre, you know, Um, I've, I've got to connect with several of uh, independent filmmakers um, recently and, and talk to them about their experiences and and their motivations and things. And and these are people that are, you know, totally fine with being in the horror genre because that's what they love. And that's what they want to do. Whereas, Mm. you know, back in the day, a lot of people were like, well, no, I don't want to go on to do the next film because I don't want to be pigeonholed as somebody that's only a whore, you know? And it seems like this wave of filmmakers today in the horror industry are just like pigeonhole me all you want. That's the yeah. genre I know. That's the genre I love. And you can tell they, they may have a small budget, but they put, they put it to good use. They do as much as they can with it. And they seem to be very, they know what fans want to see. And, um, they were there during the times that we were there. They love the movies that we love. And I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of these B movies come into play versus these studio movies that look better but don't have the imagination or the creativity or really the care. You know, it's just about true. making a buck. True. You know?
1: That's very true. i would say the, between that and I feel, and this is no disrespect to the horror genre at all, but I feel that's the easiest genre to make an independent horror film on versus any right. other genre and where fans are going to gravitate towards it. Because I do feel with... I'll say with like say a Marvel type movie, you need mm-hmm. you kind of need a studio backing to do those kind of movies. Just because all the stuff that happens, because right. with with me, I'm, I'm not big in the comic books, but I always love the cartoons. So I'm like, what I see on the cartoon is what I want to see on the what li- what I see on the live screen. I don't care. I, don't, I know I know right. it's pretend, but that's what I need to see. But with right. a horror movie, it's like, okay, this works. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly.
2: And. Uh, there's some great ones out there that a people don't know about. Whether they don't, you know, see in the advertisements for them, or they just think, oh, well, this is a B-rated movie, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it. And there's some some treasures out there.
1: There really is. Are.
2: Mm-hmm. So Damn. all horror fans listening need to get involved with your horror groups and things like that, because you'll learn about a lot of stuff. There's always people out there that have a recommendation. A lot of these filmmakers themselves join these horror groups. Yes, they do talking about these films and it's just
1: awesome and just they're awesome. very friendly like they'll talk to you about it i'd had um yeah. <clears throat> did, you, did you watch the movie the evil down the street that's on amazon prime oh yes i i've
2: talked with craig um several times and i listened to your episode yep, that, that, that you say. guys did on that. i had him it on
1: here i'm gonna have him on again him and Great. david and other people involved in you know that movie and other movies that they're gonna be doing i had yes. another guy on here named uh chase dudley he has a movie coming out. It's in. He's shopping at the film festivals right now, but it's called Beast of the Fields. He has another movie out right now on Amazon Prime called Payday. Great guy. He loves horror and all that stuff too. Lay that one down. Payday. I did not see yet. I don't believe it's horror, but still, it's just you know something that he's done, and it's just, it's just so cool. Like I, even though they're all indie artists, I just love how humble they are. Like they'll come on the show and just shoot the shit for an hour. And I I appreciate that. And I'm like, look, I tell them all the time, like, look, you come on here, we'll discuss your work, we'll discuss your project, we'll talk some random horror, and promote your stuff. Like, feel free to promote, 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 because you coming on here is helping me out, getting your fans to listen to this, and I'm getting my listeners to, you know, check your stuff out. So let's keep working together with that.
2: Exactly. And so many of the indie filmmakers out there are like that. I mean, they're just, they connect with their audience, and they listen to their audience, I mean, at the same time. Like, and, and none of them... Seem to come across as arrogant or too good or anything like that. And no mm-hmm. matter how busy they are, you know they're posting updates. They're personally tagging you in something. I mean, it's it's just it's a cool world out there. It's like our generation of, of horror fans have grown up and started making movies and yeah. by any means necessary. That's, and um, it's an exciting time for
1: horror. I think it really is. And those those type of movies, when I can afford to, I try to back them as much as I can. Right. Just because I'm like, a, and I always try to do. I know they have like the $10 shot. I always try to do the thing to get the Blu-ray because I'm like, I just want to add to my yeah. collection. I want to see this. And it's, I love it. Exactly. It's
2: like, I, I will buy the Blu-ray of it. Let we may as well put the money towards Helping the production get, of it. Yeah. You know what they're doing. And they're so cool in these things too, because they really offer a lot of perks. I mean, Oh yeah. Some of them are even like, Oh here, 20 bucks and your name's in the credits and you get the Blu-ray. I mean, it, it, it's really cool, um, a really cool thing. You get good stuff from it, and if you can help them out, that's mm-hmm. awesome too. But even, I mean, for people that that can't contribute, I mean, just sharing it on Facebook exactly, or writing yes. a review about it on Amazon, I mean, it, it helps these filmmakers out greatly and and gets people interested and gets their film viewed. And
1: it really you know, does. It's honest even. and like from that standpoint, as far as just a simple share, a simple like, share, rate, review, I get that one million percent because. I'm a podcaster now, so I'm like, right. we need the same exact thing as far as that <laughs> exactly. goes because it helps, you know, helps you move up the charts, helps more people see you and recognize it. Like, okay, let me check this out. This is up here, right? Number nine million. Huh, let me check this out. It went up two spots. Yeah, I got to listen to this podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's it's I love it. I yeah, love every bit great. of it. Now, have you ever been to any horror conventions? You know what? I went to my first horror convention just a
2: couple of weeks ago. I live in Oklahoma, <clears throat> and we had never had until a couple of weeks ago a horror-only convention. Ooh. We've had WizardCon, which may get one or two people mm-hmm. that have been in a horror movie. You know, like that's getting ready to come up, and um, the big draw for it right now is Aquaman. Jason Momoa is going to be here. You know, but the only guy you could consider horror is 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 carrie Ellis he from saw and um of course okay. princess bride and a lot of those movies um but as far as all horror we haven't had him in oklahoma and uh for whatever reason i haven't driven out of state i'm kind of hooked now and we're planning to go to some in texas nice. <laughs> in the near future but we went to one recently and they had it was all horror they had five celebrities there we got to meet felissa rose from sleepaway camp she's so freaking nice Oh, she is awesome. Yeah, she. Uh, we had a baby recently and, and we took him with us, and he actually hung out with her for quite a bit. Like, we came into her booth and they wanted to, to see him and just sat there and talked with us. I mean, it was again, it mm-hmm. was like they were so down to earth and so friendly. Um, we got to meet uh, Ed Neal from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yep. you know, he cool played too. the hitchhiker. He talked to us for like a half hour just about random stuff it yep. was so exciting and um then we met Ari Lemon back to Friday the 13th series yep. Mr. First Jason he was totally cool and Edward Furlong was there um so it, it, it was a really cool experience and I talked to the guys that put it on and they said that um uh, it was very successful it turned out better than they thought it was going to so they are going to do it again next year and they're hoping it becomes an
1: annual thing that they can just oh, grow it's awesome we just don't have that in Oklahoma, and we need it. I agree. That's awesome. That's really cool. I've met every single one of those people you've mentioned. I've met except for um, Furlong. I haven't met him. Yeah. Uh, Ari, I've met him a couple times. As a matter of fact, the first time I met him was up here in Albany, New York, at this con called Fanacon and <clears throat> actually, I have a picture right here. Me and my brother. We met. Sure. Kev- this same this same con. We met Kevin Eastman, who did the Ninja Turtles, and then Ari. I don't know if you can really see it too well. Oh yeah, man! But this is from. That's like, an awesome picture. Where was this? This was in upstate New York, Albany. It's called. Okay. It was a con they used to have called Fanacon. This damn, this was in 2013. Wow. <laughs> you got
2: get a lot of cons up there, I would imagine.
1: Or uh, well, not state. New York State, yeah, they get a lot of cons. I, the one I usually go to, it's called Scaracon. Mm-hmm. Which is about now, it's about three hours away, but such a great con. And yeah, back what the thing I was saying about Ari though is we get to his table, the con's about to end. We're talking to him, but he talked to us for about 20 minutes to so a half hour. Mm-hmm. We each got um, the machetes. you seen us holding, we got the machetes signed. I think it was like 20 bucks at the time for that. And then he ended up, he was like, So we were getting ready to leave at all. He was like, You guys come back real quick. He said, He was like, Pick out a picture you want signed, no charge. So we picked, he let us each pick out, pick out a picture. And I believe he gave us like his, his, you know, he has the the band first Jason band. He gave us a CD yes. signed, the picture yeah. sign, and then we got those signed, all for like twenty, maybe thirty bucks. And I'm like, that was so cool. He was like, you guys. He's like, I can tell you guys are such huge fans. You guys yeah. st- stood here and talked to me for the last half hour, and we were talking like a, the Friday the Thirteenth movies in general. I was like, I've been like, I love these movies since I was a kid. Right. And he just he just seen the passion, which I was just like, it's just so cool to meet these people. And see, well, how I think that's humble why he's they are. so
2: loved you know he I mean he was in Friday the 13th for a short period of time but yet he's kind of synonymous with the series you know who he is Mm -hmm. people are excited to meet him he does all these cons and I think it's his personality he's another one of those guys that will connect with you and and talk with you and and he's a hard worker man when I talk he you know he played did a con the day before and then played a gig with his band in that town the night of and was doing the same thing in Oklahoma so I mean he's he's just out there kind of kind of live in it, and he yeah. was, super, like you said, super nice and would just talk to you, and he didn't charge you an arm and a leg. You know, we went to Eddie Furlong's table, and his stuff was quite pricey, you know, and mm-hmm. it was just kind I of, don't, I don't know. Um, Ari was super cool. Ed Neal was super cool, too. Yep. He was one of those guys that was like, my agent tells me all the time I need to charge for selfies, he said, but I would never do that. I would never charge the people that, that pay my bills for a damn picture.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> so I, I, I love that, too, because I met him – last year at a con i didn't get his autograph because i was trying to save money for certain things i wanted to get autographs i wanted to get but i did get to take a picture with him because my good friend got an autograph of him oh. i think i took the picture for him he's like hey you want a picture too i was like sure if you don't he's like yeah come on come on and yeah. i i love how they're like that though with some because it's just there's some i met who is it i can't think of their damn names they were in scream the two killers in scream screech ulrich and um matthew lillard those two they were at Scaracon two years ago and at one point, they were walking. They weren't like at their table. They were walking around somewhere. Mm-hmm. And my brother was going to say hi to him, and he's like, "Hey, if you want to talk to me, come to my table." Pretty much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And another time, somebody else in a horror group was saying how, I don't know if it was at this con or another con, but I guess one of those two, there was a VIP party going on. People were, you know, hey, can I take a picture with you and have a drink? blah, blah, No, but you can come to my table tomorrow and pay eighty dollars for my autograph and a picture. I'm just like, that's. That nope. turns people off, and like it just does. just with that attitude alone, like I'm not, I'm not gonna knock Scream, but I was never a big, huge Scream fan to begin with, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not paying eighty dollars for your. I think it was like sixty for the autograph and an extra twenty with picture, so eighty dollars. Yeah, no, you're not worth it. Kane Especially Hodder, with
2: this attitude, man. Yeah,
1: Kane Hodder. I'll pay eighty dollars for a Kane Hodder attitude and sel- <laughs> or picture and selfie, but. For you no. As I understand, he
2: makes it an experience too. It's like a personal yeah. thing. He, I, yeah. I've, I haven't got to meet him, but I've heard that he's just so grateful and nice to his fans, and will pretty much do anything. He, <laughs> you know, he'll choke you, he'll he, whatever you
1: want. I actually got to meet Kane, and I'm so happy. I hope I get to meet him again. But I met him at a con in New Jersey called Monster Mania, and it was I think it was my wife. Just me and my wife went. No, me and my wife and the kids went. My brother couldn't make it. He had just his son was just born maybe like a month or two beforehand. It was his uh-huh. first child, so he couldn't come. Gotcha. But he gave us money to get some autographs for him. So I'm in the I'm in the line. <laughs> this is funny. I'm in the line waiting to get Kane, you know, get Kane's autograph. So I'm texting my brother, I'm like, hey, so what do you want? Do you want a machete? Do you want a picture? He's like, Yeah, I want a machete too. So we each got machetes. I'm like, okay. He was and then he texted me. I don't know if he texted me or called me. He's like, I don't know what I want him to say out the machete. I was like, he had no lines. What are you even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he was like oh yes. yeah
2: that's hilarious so then um
1: spoke. what else happened on that cut con- then i get up to the front of the line finally there's like nobody behind me really and bam Mar- bam margera this seems like it sounds like i'm making it up but i'm not bam margera <laughs> walks in from the outside and kane sees him and he's like hey because like, can you please give me like two minutes i'm gonna go over there and choke bam i promise you i'll be right back and I was like, go ahead. So he goes over yeah. there and does it. My wife, I actually just shared the picture in the group, like, a, from that con, pictures in the group uh-huh. from that con the other day. He goes over there, chokes, bam, my wife gets a picture of it, and he comes back, talks to me for a few minutes or whatever, signs my autographs, and, hey, I get a picture of him choking me, and I was like, this is, I was so freaking happy. Wow. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just like, he's so no cool, kid. so nice. And yeah, I want to meet him. Another funny thing with Kane is, I was in, okay, so I had to use the bathroom, this is later in the day, I'm in the stall you know, going number two, whatever. And I don't know. Kane Hodder comes in the bathroom. I only know this because he goes to the urinal. I don't know if he's really standing by the guy or not. <laughs> but he was like, hey, nice cock. And I just, I lost my, I was <laughs> just laughing my ass off. I am like, what? Wow. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> and, like, you you know Kane Hodder's voice, so you know it was him. I was, oh, yeah. my God, I was laughing so hard.
2: That's hilarious, and that, man. And that
1: was one of those, I could not keep, like, as soon as I got out of the bat, I called my brother, and told him about it. He was dying. I was like, I, I can't keep this to myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is got kind of shared. Yeah. That is so cool, man. But just just like I love how I'll say ninety nine point nine percent of the time when you go see these people at these cons and meet them, get they're they're so nice, they're so down to earth, they're so humble. Yeah. And they they thank us. I thank them as well because I'm like, look, because they say if you know if it wasn't for you fans, we wouldn't be where we're at. But I'm like, if it wasn't for you guys we wouldn't even be at this con like there would be no horror yeah i don't know what i would be doing right now it's a give and take it really is and it's just it's definitely one of those experiences i feel like and this goes out to everybody who's listening to this episode we know when it's out if you have if you can financially afford to go to a con and you really want to go definitely go it's one of the best experiences you ever have as a horror fan it's like adults in a candy store. It's just it you don't know what piece of candy you want to grab first. You're all over the place. Every single time I go, I'm all over. I'm like, okay, I got to get this autograph. I got to get this autograph. Oh, wow. I want to get this figure. I want to get this. And yeah. you end up broke, yeah. but it's worth it.
2: <laughs> I'm hooked. You know, the one we went to was, you know, it was the first one, so it was it was pretty small. You know, we, we mm-hmm. went through it fairly quickly, and there was about five celebrity guests there, but completely hooked. I mean, it was just a good time. You, I felt like I was in my element you know yes. it's like it, it's like good camaraderie and the, the people that are working the the vendor booths are you know eager to talk horror with you and it it's just a great experience so now i'm like well <laughs> i can't just wait once a year for this one now i need to go check out some of the big ones like texas frightmare is the one is one i'm looking at I heard, We're that trying to good. Do next year you know it's, it's in dallas which is about a little under five hours away from me so definitely worth the drive for sure
1: that i'm guessing that would be a weekend trip right Yes. Yes, absolutely. You, you have to. I, I, again, that's another thing. If, you, if people, if you can financially afford it, if you can go to the con for a weekend, one of these bigger cons, do it. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. Put some just money aside and just. It's. It's so fun.
2: It's so cool, man. Yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to do another one.
1: I can't wait. I have one coming up. The one I was telling you about, Scarecon, it's coming up again in October, and my brother's flying out from Colorado to go. My wife's going. And uh, I'm bringing the like, I brought the podcast there last year. I'm bringing the podcast again this year, getting awesome. the table and all that. And the cool thing with that kind is for the podcasters, they'll give you a table and two chairs free, which is great. Okay. So I wow, just have that's to, amazing. The only thing I have to pay for is, like, an extra chair or two and, extra pa- like, extra media passes. Like, uh-huh. I have to get my brother a media pass and that kind of stuff and pay for power. The power was like 60 bucks which isn't bad it's 60 bucks for the weekend media pass 25 bucks for the weekend i think the chairs are like 10 bucks a piece for the you know for the weekend and that's really not bad at all i'm like yes i'm going but they they like pot they love podcasters going there because they know you know one we're doing this for the horror con we're promoting the con right. and all that for them and then just going there they even have a podcast awards that they just started back in june they have which is out in uh, Massachusetts, the same kind. They have one in June and one in uh, October. The June one, they have podcast awards now, which I was nominated for two or three. Which oh, grand. Congrats. Thank you. That's awesome. And then the October one is Film Fest, which I just learned this year. So I'm like, this is awesome. So any, any people I have that have been in indie films or do indie films, I let them know. I'm like, hey shoot this guy an email, they have a film fest in October. I don't know how soon or how late, like, I don't know anything about the whole film fest scene as far as sending movies in, but Hey, this is where you can send it to when you're yeah. ready. And but see, it's,
2: it's that kind of community right there. That is just, it's what makes this genre great. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you've got these filmmakers that are connecting with their audience, you know, mm-hmm. And so you got podcasters who are fans of their films and want to help them out. And everybody's just, the connection just continues to grow. And it, and it helps it helps everyone involved. And, and overall, it helps the genre out, helps it thrive and stay alive. I mean, that's that's what I love, you know, aside from all the films, is, is just the community that they bring. Um, and I think it's in a really good place nowadays
1: I, as well. I'll say this the world could learn a lot from us horror fans as far as getting along yeah. and being nice. Right. <laughs> like, <you laughs> just know. just take a page out of our books as far as just as simple as helping each other out with getting certain things out there so people can see yeah. it and watch it and all that. And start from there and, you know, go on to the top. <clears throat> we don't, we're not, there's, there's some movies that some of us may love and hate, but that's perfectly right. fine. That is perfectly that's fine. Makes it, that's what makes us people. Yeah. But, uh, I guess we can get to wrapping it up, though, man. This was a fun time. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. <clears throat> before we get it done, though, I'll ask you: out of one to ten, Jason masks, what would you give Friday the Thirteenth Part Three? How many masks?
2: Man, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a ten. Again, it's just a it's a it's a staple of my horror upbringing. It's, uh, it, it is always the one I go back to, you know, I'll watch part seven or I'll watch part six or any of the first seven and go, Oh man, this might be my favorite. And then I'll watch part three again and go, no, this is still, still... (laughs) you know, and I'm sure the nostalgia, it being my first experience with Mm -hmm. Jason's probably has a lot to do with that, but man, yeah, I just love it.
1: I, yeah, I I get it, man. Trust me. And I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Great movie. Love it overall. And it's just. It's one of these. It's one of those movies again. Like you're saying, I can watch it over and over and over. The franchise in general, over and over and over, and never get tired of it. And I, in my opinion, I don't know. I have to read the, re-watch them again. I don't know if there's any perfect tens in my opinion in this franchise. I have rated other horror movies tens, mm-hmm. but I would watch this franchise over damn near any movie that's out there. Right. As crazy right. as that sounds, like I tell people all the times, like the way I rate movies, it's not. It's like another no other movie exists but this movie, so I'm just kind of rating on my experience and like just how I feel the movie is. I yeah. can, there's some movies I can rate like this. I rated it an eight. I think I gave Jaws a ten, but I like this movie way better than I like Jaws. But Jaws was just, I mean, it was damn near perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, if I broke it down in a critical sense, I could, and, and that's always it's funny because I, I write uh, film reviews for newer films for uh, the cult classic horror show and. <laughs> you know it's it's hard to be a critic when you love the genre so much and mm-hmm. you find something that you love about almost every single movie you watch i mean the, the the craziest most ridiculous movie ever i could say yeah but you know what there's this scene or there's this character or there's this this i mean i gotta give it a whole bunch for this you know so i get you i get it it gets in your blood
1: it, it really does mm-hmm. it really does but yeah man thanks again for coming on the show and um I definitely want to have you on again as a guest in the future. Cause oh, I'd love to, man. I just horror horror love you. talking horror. <laughs> this is my first podcast, by the way, that I've, that I've been a guest on. So
2: really, so you will be my favorite Friday the 13th movie because it's also my favorite, my first podcast I've ever done. Awesome. So, I awesome. appreciate it. Well,
1: this,
2: if I'm you sh- don't mind, I have a few shout outs. Oh yeah. I was, cool. I was just
1: about to say, go ahead and do some plugs and shout outs. And...
2: Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, first of all, my wife, Sheila, who, uh, doesn't typically work on the weekends, she had to go into work this morning, but rushed home so that I wouldn't be late to get on my uh, call with you and and do this podcast. She's a big supporter of all the money and all the time I spent on the horror genre. Um, my sister, Jacqueline, as well, who's kind of my movie partner. And then uh, my horror brothers, man, you, and you know most of them by now, but uh, Lance Wagner and Lance Dale, David Martin, Damon mm-hmm. Williams. I mean, these guys, we, we've kind of We connected in a horror group, and and we stay in contact. I mean, we talk daily about this stuff. It's just some great friends. None of us have met in person yet, but we've had this year-long friendship, and you can feel that that bond there through all these things we love. Um, Also, my friend uh, Cliff Morton, whose birthday is today, and also David Martin's birthday is today, too, so I want to wish them both a very happy birthday. And then all the guys at the uh, cult classic horror show, the Blood Brothers, Rob, Carmelo, those guys, those guys are awesome and very supportive of everybody in their group and um, and all the efforts on their own as well. Good, good community. And then as far as uh, just mentions, uh, speaking of cult classic horror, they do have a movie coming out called She Walks the Woods. They just had they ended a very successful Kickstarter campaign. You can still contribute to, still get some cool stuff, too. Um, oh, cool. And they'll be doing their premiere pretty soon. If you if you look them up, you can find all the information. Again, that's She Walks the Woods. Um, and also, there's a, a film coming out called Normal Terror, which um, is a Sacrificial Pawn production. That movie, they're filming two of them together and going to release them. I can tell you that movie is going to be insane. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a horror lover, especially a gore lover's wet dream i mean i I just can't wait for that so uh yeah you can check all that out of course online as well and uh like and plug the show and again i just want to thank you for for having me on and and for being so open with the community and i heard you saying you know if you want to come talk horror just let me know and that's that's always an exciting thing to do
1: well I, i just you know what it is too with that i originally started this podcast well my wife got me the equipment i needed and she was like when are you gonna start when are you gonna start and I was just saying, like, at first I recorded with my brothers, my cousins, and just, like, close friends. But, you know, everybody has family, so everybody can't record all the time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have random guests on here all the time. And it just became a thing. And I'm like, I, I'm i just going to keep doing it. And if people want to come cool on thing. again, keep coming on. We'll keep breaking down movies or just talking whatever's going on in the horror community and <laughs> go from there. But I I really appreciate I'm glad you came on. I really appreciate you coming on because... Hey, It was a great time I really appreciate Everybody else that comes on That listens And definitely Shout out to everybody Who you just had a shout out to And happy birthday Check out all that stuff He just mentioned I have a bad memory So I can't remember everything <laughs> So check out all the <laughs> stuff He just <laughs> mentioned And just I mean Yeah just Again anybody wants to come on the show Shoot me an email Horror at Horrorwithsert.sturdy At gmail.com Again that's Horrorwithsert.sturdy At gmail.com And again I'm on YouTube Podbean, Spotify, iTunes—all the platforms you can listen to podcasts on. Twitch, my Facebook page and group is Horror with Sir You can find me on there. And again, don't be shy. Shoot me an email, and if you want to come on the show, let me know. And as always, I'll see you in your nightmare.